Here we go. Opening the bottle of wine. Don't want to Satisfying pop. It was, wasn't it? How about a glass of wine? Deal. Oh, fill her up. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Thank you. Can I get that to Oh my Here we are again with a bit of a strange sound. If you can hear this buzzing, so can we. I don't know. It's just very weird. But welcome to the Waldorf Cafe podcast. Here we are again with another fantastic, fun-filled episode brought to you by a bottle of wine from Jules across the street. Thank you. Okay, so in this episode, uh, I'm going to talk... Uh, but about a few different things. We've, we've, we've been reading the news, which is uh, very interesting. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about uh, the Zenith Defy 21. We're going to talk about the Christopher Ward C60 movement. <laughs> and we're also going to get really technical. We're going to get technical on the Calasis new oscillator. So, without further ado, stay tuned because more's to come. Well, hey, Kino, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. It's going pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. That's good. Doing all right. So, uh, what you been up to? Uh, uh, apartment stuff. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's always cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I was trying to look for. I'm trying to upgrade some furniture, so I got a brand new blue couch. It's very nice. And then uh, my girlfriend and I this weekend are gonna. Um, we're gonna go rug and blanket shopping. Well, that's fantastic. Yes, yes. Well, let's cheers no, to a new she, couch. Cheers <laughs> to a new couch. There we go. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that is good. Wow. Yes. So, what's new? This bottle of wine is new. That's, That's amazing. Um, yes, Domaine Boucher. I've never Costier had this. Wow. de Nîmes. Well, um, one more sip. One more sip. 2016. <laughs> this looks really good. This is really nice. There's a, a metal door. That goes down in very 2017 smoothly. in Paris. Yeah. 
his wines over at Jules are absolutely fantastic. You can't beat them. No. That or the food. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, lunch tomorrow. A bottle of wine and something. Ah, yes. There we go. <laughs> or maybe the bottle of wine can be our lunch. <laughs> a bottle each. That's good. So so you're getting a couch and you're getting... What else are you getting this weekend? Um, a mat. Not a mat, sorry. A rug. A rug and a... Like a bear one. I, ooh, we were looking at like... um, Like... Faux cowhide type stuff. Oh, yeah. very cool. It looks, uh, you know what? It looks good when you like tie it all together. My girlfriend has like the perfect eye for this stuff, so I trust her. Uh-huh. And then we're also going for a blanket. Nice. Small things. We're doing it slowly, very, very slowly. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way we to do our, it. We take our blanket choosing very seriously. Yeah, I think after today, I think I'm going to need a cowhide too. <laughs> So yes. how was your day? How, how are you? Yeah, my day's been just peachy. <laughs> just peachy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, halfway through the day, get a call from the uh, from the wife just saying, hey, the dog has almost destroyed the couch. <gasps> so do you what? want my new couch? <laughs> <laughs> who let him into the front room? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, who let the dog <laughs> Exactly. Who let the dogs out? I know. I've got to blame that person. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, so so that that's that's the thing today. Plus, um, strange customers. You sure it's not a full moon today? It is a full moon today. It is. Yeah. But somehow, you know, we got through it. We got through it. Man. Well, we did. Yeah, we have to. It, it started off on a on a weird leg. <laughs> it ah man. I'm sorry, you've not connected with us. Yes, we have. Yeah. Do you want to go more in depth about that before I just go off on it? <laughs> it's very hard. Yes, you know, that's the life of a service center sometimes. I know. You know what? I would feel extremely bad for service centers because normally with the service center, you just, you give them your watch, right? And then they'll give you the initial estimate and they will not, I feel like they won't contact you at all until the very, 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 very end. And their service times are like eight weeks. I know, right? That's the, that's the crazy thing about all of this. Yeah. You know, it, it's like no touch contact. Yeah. And then, you know, at least with us, we we will contact. We yeah. will contact. If, if, I t- if it's going to take longer, I'm going to tell mm. you it's going to take longer. Yeah. But we do require a customer to actually come in and ask us because we can't be just spamming people all the time going, oh, it's not ready yet. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> yeah, for, said, thanks for that, well, Captain Obvious. Yeah, <laughs> next like, uh, ne- next uh, couple of days. Oh, yeah, just want to let you know it's uh, not, ready. not ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I got... <laughs> I'm just thinking I'm just thinking you, like, email them, like, like a week after. You're like, it's not ready yet. And they're like, oh, I didn't I didn't expect it to be ready. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You're like, it's like, hey. Hey. No. You know, people, I don't know whether people got their head in the sand about uh, the whole supply chain issues and stuff, because it is a real thing. We've spoken about this on mm-hmm. a, a previous podcast. It's a, it's, it's a thing there. But for some reason, people don't think that people it's People don't reason. think that way. No. I know. And okay. so diffusing those kinds of bombs. Mm-hmm. Is 
there's you in your in your in your bomb suit on the on the laptop just typing away. You're like, don't cut the wrong wire. Yes. So just so you know, people out there. Yes. I give as good as I get. <laughs> there you go. I there don't take go. it. No, no, no. Because if people can give it, hey. Yeah. I can give it back. Oh, I don't want to be the, the receiving end of that. <laughs> yeah, South, South London, in it. <laughs> it just, just comes out. I just see Mr. Gallup with a baseball bat right in front of your door. <laughs> good morning. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> So what? What else? What else is, uh, has been going on? So a crazy, crazy day. Uh, finishing up with a nice podcast and a glass of wine. I don't think anything. Yeah. Nothing. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, there was one thing that actually happened tonight. Did I forget about it? But you know, by the time we get this podcast out, everybody knows it all. Ah, the GPHD, the, the AMGF, the Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Over there in uh, Geneva land. Mm. I know. Interesting. Oh. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. We're just, uh, we're just trying to dissect uh, What's going on? the results yeah. right now. And uh, yeah, maybe in, in the next podcast, we'll, we'll split our views <gasps> on it. We'll talk about my frustrations on why some people won ah. that had no reason winning. Yeah, you see, there we go. It's a whole podcast. Folks, yeah. be prepared for a whole new podcast. So, um, so yeah, so we've been, um, we've been watching the news lately, the horological news, news is, mm -hmm. and uh, some, things, some things popped up which were interesting that we took note of. Most prominently, I think, uh, a Time and Tide article about the Defy 21 being bat shit crazy. <laughs> bat shit Defy 21. I know. That's what they that's what they should call it. How 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 perfect. There's a perfect title for that. For a perfect watch. Oh. Really? That's well, not a perfect watch. I mean like it's awesome. No, but it is the one watch. It is the one watch and that is a good one watch. So for those of you that uh, are not following the general news topics in the news world within the horological sphere uh, yes there's this thing called the one watch only watch happens only watch only and uh, there's only one of the watch that is going to be presented by uh, by each of the brands that decide to enter this rather good charity for a, for a good auction at uh, the end of the day so they make a watch Mm -hmm. For the charity, they'll mm -hmm. never make it for anything else, unless you're AP. Oh, I wasn't gonna go there. No, or Tudor. <laughs> no, I was gonna go there right away because they released their like black DLC case at the Only Watch, and then I think, I think I saw someone saying that they're gonna like release it to the actual public, and then the the dude that bought the Only Watch, Tudor was like, "What the hell, guys?" Yeah, can you imagine that? 
I mean, cool. Yours says only watch on the back, but I mean, like, I can go get that engraved. (laughs) Oh, it's like us making a Roldorf edition. We say, oh, yeah, well, there's a hundred pieces. That's it. And then six months later, go, (laughs) make a thousand uh, more. Actually, (laughs) we're reopening it. Uh, The poor buggers that bought it then at that point, which is like, we're special no longer. Yeah, but you know how happy those thousand people would be? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Holy shit, I need to buy all of them. Right. So this uh, Zenith Defy. And and the uh, the actual crazy time and tide article, it's uh, it's really good. It's beautiful. It, the the colors, the perfect. It's just. I got a little bit confused at the very beginning with this watch. I have to say. What's your confusion? Well, the watch is confusing, but Not as Zenith saw, I tend to to feel. But you better back down there, sir. <laughs> but you see, the the designer, the you oh, know. His name is uh, Felipe Pantone. Exactly. Yeah, he. It, it, it was confusing because mm. uh, for those that are in the graphic arts industry, may know the word Pantone as a color matcher. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they got all kinds of numbers and names for for different uh, for different colors. And when you look at this watch, it really is kind of like a Pantone swatch. Wow. If you have you Photoshop, you have Pantone swatches in there. Let's go check it out. It's bring those up and you'll see. It's like a Pantone color book in a watch. Made by Pantone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not Pantone. <laughs> but not Pantone. But it's made by Pantone. It is, yes. Little confusion. Yeah. Good luck but, with that. But <laughs> now we're not making fun of this. No, no, no. No, 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 no cuz no, no. you can't make fun of a double tourbillon. Oh god. You know what you can make fun of though? Oh my! Is this automatic? I'm yeah. assuming it's an automatic, right? With a power reserve. Yeah, piss me off. But it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. I like it. You know, Zenith, are, I think, are, are quite well known for their their sports watches and um, and for actually sort of making the the dials a bit a bit uh, busy. I don't mind it. I this, really this don't one's mind it. really quite busy. It's very trippy. Oh, I have to say, very trippy. Like especially uh, with those hands, the lightning bolt hands, very trippy. Yeah, you you don't exactly want to. Uh, um, hang on a sec. Okay, now that we're back after picking my Amazon package up That's what with the guy was. at the door at uh, 6 o'clock when we close at 5. Interesting, but anyway. So, um, <laughs> yes, we were talking about the general trippiness of mm. this, of, of, of this uh, particular watch because uh, it could almost be uh, a Gastown watch. It's a watch that looks like it's on crack. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I mean, it. it we have a, a full-on fractal with the hands. Mm-hmm. They're all very jaggedy and and uh, and then colourful as well. So it's uh, you've you've got that. So and then you've got a different colour for the hour markers going around the dial, but not the dial doesn't have all the hour markers. And uh, it's understandable because it's somewhat skeletonized with the... Uh, double turbions. With the double turbions. <laughs> I mean, if you really want those four-hour markers, this is not the watch for you. <laughs> yes, but, you know, the, I guess the uh, uh, part of the, the lower turbion sort of aligns with maybe seven-ish or eight. 
definitely the one above it is 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 ten ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, because the, our picture that we have. Uh, uh, scene for this is ten past ten, and uh, it's pointing directly at the Inca block. Oh, Kith. Yeah, even, Sorry, that's a Kith. That. Yeah. yeah. So, but the thing that makes it really trippy is the moray pattern for the uh, running Ooh, seconds. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that that definitely you would see in uh, in any test uh, uh, test. Um, strip on uh, a fine art print or um, or a proof print for a commercial printer, and the same the same with the uh, with the grid for the uh, for the minute counter. Um, yeah, yeah, very graphic art. Mm-hmm. I was I just looking at that running seconds, and I was just like distracted. <laughs> you know, so I think that the CEO of Pantone themselves should buy this watch. Ooh. You see, it would make sense. It would make sense. It would. So there we go. Batshit crazy. Yes, I give that term two thumbs up. It really is. Oh, but like the most beautiful batshit crazy. I mean, yeah, but the thing that makes it really batshit crazy is the fact that it's uh, a clear sapphire. Oh, I thought it was ceramic. Is it ceramic? I thought it was sapphire. Oh, okay. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. But it's still... Looks good. This is well, yeah. When you think about what it actually takes to do, uh, oh my gosh, a, a sapphire case like that—it's crazy. There's very few people that can actually make a case like that, and uh, the waste on on it. Because you, to be able to get one, you probably made ten or really? twenty. Really? Oh, wow. Probably. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that in itself is trippy. But- so. Absolutely. Well done, Time and Tide. Um, I, I love your article. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of... Uh, I'm, I'm not really thrilled with the watch, but um, it reminds me of, of some most recent... Uh, <laughs> this is where it's going to get bad. <laughs> G-Shock releases that are multicolored. Okay, first of all, how dare you <laughs> compare the two? Um... <laughs> slight hate towards you right there but also I do get what you're getting at here. I like the colors though. Oh, the, colors. the balance clocks look so good. The balance clocks look so good. It's almost like an expensive swatch. Yeah. It's kind of like the most badass Zenith but that's okay. At uh, what is it? 220,000 Swiss francs. Oh, my weekends, the money I was going to spend on the rug. Your Maserati. Disgusting. (laughs) The money I was going to spend on my rug, I can now spend on this watch. What, you don't don't think Maseratis are... Would you like the watch or the Maserati? I'd take the watch. Really? I can go buy like a 2015 Maserati for like $1,000 and a button. (laughs) I don't need the Maserati. Wow, you are you are not happy with the uh, with the whole that whole thing, are you? No, definitely not. Man, definitely not a Maserati guy. Okay, so uh, so yeah, the the other news. Um, the other news. Actually, there was uh, there was an article. I can't remember who it was by, but it was about the Normals Club Sport Forty Two, the new one they came out with with the uh, blue dial. Ooh, and the integrated bracelet. With the uh, integrated... 
you can't see what I'm doing, folks, but these are <laughs> flying quotes. <laughs> Oyster bracelet. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, it looks fantastic. It looks really good. Like, I, I, it, it just looks like it fits the watch very well. It does. I, I, you know, I have to say, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not partial to blue dials, but that was a very nice blue dial. And not a lot of companies can do a nice sunburst blue. I think that's what it is, a sunburst blue. But, but they do it well. But the interesting thing about this article, though, was the fact that they were comparing it to the Datejust and saying, ooh, Datejust contender. Very fair. And you see, this new Neomatic movement has a uh, bi-directional date set, quick mm, set. There you go. For the date. Making life easy. Uh, at a fraction of the price. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time, yeah. big time, big time. I guess the only thing... Wait, how big are those Datejusts? Oh, they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. So it's not 42. No, it's not 42. No, I think they're 39 or something. I, I, but don't quote. Um, no hate, please, out there. <laughs> you <laughs> don't like, know the that's... sizes of Rolexes? I'm going <laughs> to hear them going off now. I know. Them. 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 Dinguses. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, do, I do like the watch. And the, oh, 40, nice. the 42, um, which is really interesting, um, actually doesn't wear so big. It, it's no. uh, it's a it's a really nice fit on the wrist. We've got the mm-hmm. we've we've got one of the clubs here that uh, the Onyx style, the sport, which is nice. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, it works, does fit, and it's really on the it's on the sport bracelet, and the sport bracelet's super nice too. Yeah, because each of those individual links is like adjustable, so it can like really get it into your like perfect fit. Yeah, I love it. So I'm not too sure what Nomus has called the uh, the, the new the new integrate bra- bracelet, but um, but really, I mean, it's going to be comfortable because oh, Nomus yeah. does make some some good stuff, and now that they've started to make bracelets mm-hmm. for their watches, hey, it's uh, it's taking it to to a different level. Of course, of course, of course, a whole new level. Yeah. So I'm sure when when we get to see one, it's going to be gorgeous. Oh, it's going to be so nice. Just gorgeous. Can't wait. Yeah. What else in the news? Um, a little bit of uh, English stuff, I think. A little bit of English stuff. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Ward um, C90. So I think you um, know a lot more about this than I do. You did a lot more research into that. Well, I was, I was just, I was just looking at um, at the C90, and uh, the thing, the thing that jumped out to me, I think, wasn't wasn't so much uh, anything to do with the design of the watch or or anything like that. It mm-hmm. was, it was just, um, it was just the movement. Because it's uh, mm-hmm. an in-house movement. Oh. Now, you see, this is the, I, <laughs> I chose this article today just so I could pick on uh, in-house and, um, and I guess a little bit of my disdain for the term in-house because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big uh, not a big fan of that that term because it I think it isn't what it was supposed to be and and not 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 today. Oh, so. Yeah. And again, no hate on this. This is just this is just us two guys talking into into a pair of uh, red <laughs> mics. Um, so it's just it, it's just the fact that okay, so 
Nomos has done something, uh, sorry, Bromont has done something very similar to this just recently, um, but not quite like what Christopher Ward did uh, a number of years back. I think it was 2014, 2015, when, when they actually um, uh, made uh, this particular movement. Um, when I say they made the movement, they never actually made the movement. They they bought the company that was making the movements. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a company called uh, Synergy Horlogère. Um, so they 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 kind of brought that company under their wings. So technically speaking, I I don't know. I'm not too sure if they're even can be classed as independent now as they have another another uh, sort of company brand under the under their wing yeah um and they're sort of producing movements uh, uh these movements that other people can buy if they they want want to and 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 should wish to of course um, like meister singer yeah yeah, I think Fortis uh, in the list of people that had used uh, used those movements. Yeah, Fortis. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think some of these movements were in some fossils. I, a Vasto. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, that that's not a brand that that uh, that I know. But um, mm. but it's interesting because that was their SH twenty one. The SH twenty one. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep. So. I don't know. It's it, it's interesting. I think, you know, out of the need at that point in time for people to start thinking about making or getting their own movements that sort of away from ETA for some reason. Uh, well, we all know the reasons, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was smart. Mm -hmm. Is it truly in-house? I'm not too sure. It's, it's, it's in-house for the company that they own. But not a Christopher Ward watch in-house as a separate entity from everything else. So this is my point. Now you, we can we can discuss this. I like I don't know. Does in-house truly apply then no. in this case? Definitely not. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think so at all. And so, really, if it doesn't apply in this sense, right? Where does it really apply? You know, Bramont is mm. making um, is is making bridges and stuff. They ha they own the IP for their um, for their movement that they've just released. Um, so they are actually doing more in house in house in Henley. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. in the UK. Yeah. For 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 that. Right, so I think that certainly is more in-house, but uh, it isn't truly what I think in-house was was supposed to be. I think it. I think because I think it. I mean, for me at least, it would have to be one your own idea. Two, you would have to make all of the parts in your own manufacturer in your own country. Oh, with a caveat there. I mean, there's certain things that that. Watch companies just buy from other people, like jewels, hairsprays. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at least like the, the like the bridges and like yeah, the wheels, wheels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But like like the, no more wood. Exactly, but like the 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 jewels. I don't expect you to. <laughs> I don't expect you to do the, the mm -hmm. jewels or the stems. I don't expect you to do the stems. That's not something I expect. Um, but yeah, I think like it has to. Your own idea is a huge one, um, and. 
Because I think Swiss made, what, what is Swiss made? I think like for that to be on a dial, it needs to be 60% of the parts need to be made in Switzerland. Actually in Switzerland or, and the rest can come from other, com- uh, other places See, owned by the, the Swiss company. That was the thing Something that got like me. That. I saw, everyone was like, look at the new in-house movement from Christopher Ward. And then I see Swiss made on the dial and I was like, well, isn't Christopher Ward based in England? And they're part of the British um, uh, independent watchmaking um, oh, in, uh, group. In group. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it just made no sense how you would have a in-house movement and then it be Swiss made on the dial. Why would it not be made in England or England made on the dial? Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, it's a, it, it is a bit confusing. I don't like that. But, um, I mean, if we could just do away with the whole in-house terminology oh, people use it so u- looseless, loosely now I, I hate it I hate it so much and yeah. it's so unfortunate yeah because I mean it affects the mind it, psychologically it, for when you're making your purchase so mm-hmm. from from a marketing point of view it, it's it's like messaging on nitrous <laughs> right <laughs> And uh, and and people react to that, yeah. but people are smart. They do they do dig into these things and and talk about them. But there's one specific brand. I'm not I'm not gonna name it, but like they they took a two eight two four and then add a two eight two four. That's like been around since as long as I can remember. And I think they just changed the automatic module up a little bit and called it in house. I'm like that's definitely not in house. No. That, that pissed me off. Well, that was one of the reasons why I, I think uh, Bremont got themselves in, uh, into hot water in the early days. You know, it was a movement that they, that they had uh, uh, created with another Swiss manufacturer. And, uh, of course. And it, you know, mm-hmm. it, this is where the confusion comes in. And, yeah, that was probably in the early days of this. Yeah, in-house wasn't really even the word. mainstream word in-house. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah, know. Exactly. That's why I, yeah, I feel like... And they've owned up to it now. It's at times like this. It makes you wonder, what would Jack Forster say? I don't think so. So I'm sure Jack listens to the podcast, and we'd love to hear his point of view. What do you think? Sure. Shall we uh, DM him? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Jack Forster, let's let's get your opinion. And if he does get back to us, and we don't expect him to, and that's not an ace light, you know, it's a, that that's a whole different uh, echelon of, of of things going on. Um, oh, yeah. It'd be great. We shall report back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd be fun if he did, though. <laughs> It'd be cool. Maybe we can have him on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Another dude. Another watch guy. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so the, 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 bigger, the bigger topic in the news, I think, just, just recently uh, was in uh, Monochrome. Yes. So what do you think? This new escapement is crazy. Or is it not? It's not an escapement, really. It's more... Part, part of uh, y- Yeah. The whole take away the hairspring and put in a rack and opinion. It's cool. It's really cool. I don't know. I just take a look at this and I'm like, why change something that doesn't need changing? You know, it's just that I feel like I've heard 
I've heard good things and bad things about different type of escapements and stuff like that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you might as well just like kind of stick with what you got, you know. But you see, this is why there's an innovation award at uh, the GPHG, right? So, of so course, of course, I totally, I totally get that. I totally get that. It's just they, well, they obviously still use like a hairspring. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is not that no no it 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 certainly isn't it's uh it's definitely um sort of some micro springing with a rack and pinion especially if you're trying because i think he wanted to achieve chronometry standards with this Mm -hmm. which would be fantastic it would be amazing but i just i find it very very difficult to do with something so new and different like this like we said before, there's so many different possibilities. Can you imagine trying to adjust beat error? I was about to say, like, what? How do you do that? Yeah. Oh, no. Do you have to just, like... Um, Move the rack. Yeah. Not the rack. The, um... Oh, the rack. Yeah, but see to what be able to get it. <laughs> I can see because there's no like stop point on that rack. I feel like if you move the rack just a little bit too much, the rack and pinion will just like completely come out of contact with each other, and then you're yeah. just stuck. Yeah, you know, I think this is great because you know people have been trying to come up with different solutions for fasteners, screws, and stuff like that, and really whoever came up with the design for a screw was was just a genius anyway because <laughs> it's used everywhere. Yeah, the whole big time. Shout out to that you know, guy. As a as a as a removable fastener. Yeah. Right. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But really, what do you top that with? Right. And and people have been trying to think about this as to, to how how you could do that and you know a, a, how you can innovate on something which is almost perfect. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that this is this is an a, an attempt to do that, a really cool exercise in engineering, I think. Um, a couple a couple of comments from from my perspective. Rack and pinion um, um, isn't isn't a perfect system in the sense that. You know, there's there's backlash in the in the gears. I was just about to say that, right? Just because about to say that. if there wasn't backlash, it's going to cease, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing is, it it's it's um, oh, it's, gonna the, it's bringing in more friction than oh, um, than a regular balance with with a hairspring on it. Yeah, um, and then you've got friction on the rack because the rack is being pushed by back by these two springs uh, spring on either side of the uh, of the rack shaft mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to cause friction as well so it, it i know i think this is this is a work in process in progress and uh, you know all these things you know tribology is is a consideration in in this case here and i'm sure it's yeah. a, it's top of mind oh, of course but wow kudos to the to, oh. to Kudos to actually bringing this forward. Vincent, you are a genius, sir. I know. You are a very smart man. Yeah. And he's even, he has a little video of it working in the 2892. I would love to see that on the timing machine. Yeah. To see, like, what's it, what's it doing? What's it like? What's the amp? I would really be interested in to see what type of amplitude it would have. 
Yeah. With all that increased friction. See, that's the thing. I, I see that pinion in a rack and I see how fast that balance is supposed to go. I don't, I just don't, doesn't make sense to me. Like how fast would that pinion and rack wear? And especially the rack shaft. Yeah. It's, hey, you know what? I would, I would love to be proven wrong. I love to be getting proven but wrong. The interesting thing is the coaxial escapement started like this. Yeah, but I, I okay, see, that was the one that I've heard a lot of, not a lot, but I, I, it's been mentioned to me quite a bit that because there's so much force in the coaxial escapement, a lot of parts, especially in the escapement, tend to break yeah. very often, which is a little scary. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's basically in the news this week. At least the court outright that, that we've been chatting about while tossing watches around. <laughs> <We're playing. laughs> you say tossing watches around, I just like imagine you just like juggling like five or six different sins. And you're like, look, 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 throw one more in, throw one more in. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So enough of this... Uh, this stories. Idle chat. All right. Let's get to something really serious. What's the serious topic? The serious topic. The main topic. The the, the topic that everyone has been waiting for for <laughs> us to talk about in this, this uh, whole podcast <laughs> is. Ready? Drum roll, please. Oh, what makes for a bad 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 blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <but> what, it. <laughs> what makes for a badass watch? Is it a movie? Dun dun dun! We're gonna throw that one out there. So, um, everybody in listener land out there, <laughs> we we sort of uh, thought about this for a while, and I, you know, thought, well, hey, what makes a badass watch? People start talking about badass watches, oh, yeah. and. I think more often than not, they're always in a movie. The ones that really people are calling badass watches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. You apart, see that watch and you're like, Damn. Apart from the select few. The select few. Whoa. We shall bring Bramont up. <laughs> and you bring Bramont up. There you go. Yes. In parentheses, the Supermarine 2000. Oh, yeah. That's a badass watch. Yeah. Oh, of course. I don't know. I've seen it in a movie, though. You know what? No, nope. it's not been in a movie. No. You know what? I, I still think the U1 is hands down one of the most badass watches out there. Like, okay, I love uh, the U50. It's cool. I've not seen that in a movie, though. Yeah, I know. Me neither. I don't think it can it can go by the term badass unless it's been in a movie. Yeah, I know. But it's just one of those watches that you look and you're like, shit. That is that is a that's a chunk. Like I could put that on my wrist and like fight someone. So we were we were chatting about this earlier on in the uh, in the day. Yeah. Just trying to uh, wash away our blues for the beginning of the day. <laughs> Did the job. And we came up with some bad ass watches. Okay, I the first one I want to talk about that I love is the Interstellar Hamilton khaki. Pilot day date. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That wasn't first on the list. Yeah, we're going in reverse order. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Dude, the, the watch that Matthew McConaughey wears, I think it's so cool. 
It's so cool, like what it means in the movie too. Have you seen Interstellar? I have, but I, I, I so you haven't yes. watched it like nine times, like myself. I haven't seen it. No, no, no. Okay. I think I watched it once. Okay. Yeah. You need to rewatch it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as it's soon just, as it's just as really soon as I get home now. <laughs> that's a, Screw that's looking at do. the uh, <laughs> the Grand Prix de Genève. No, no, that's it. No. Interstellar. In, it's I'm also watch Interstellar. Three hours long. You see, it's worth three I'm hours. I'm gonna come in tired tomorrow now because of you. It's worth it. So Interstellar. Tell 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 the listening world out there in Listenerville. Okay, well, I mean, like, I feel bad. Like, if you haven't seen Interstellar, like, you need to see it. But uh, how well, uh, how is it a bad ass watch in Interstellar? I just love space. Okay. I really do love space, and I love the, how Matthew McConaughey is like the like the astronaut in the movie, <laughs> and he's just like he's always saving like everyone's ass like ninety percent of the time in the movie. I love it, and at the see, I don't want to spoil it. No, no, okay. I feel like it's been a long time. If you haven't seen this movie, at least once, watch it. (laughs) Um, He, like, connects with his daughter through the watch, through the second's hand. Oh. He, he, like, um, he's in this, what was it called, the Tesseract? Where, like, time is just, like, one thing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm butchering it so badly. But he's, um... He's talking to his daughter uh, through Morse code through the second's hand. Oh. And that's how they, like, save everyone Sounds on Sounds like Earth. a very seriously druggy movie. If you watch it high, I'm sure you'll love it. <laughs> you'll be in phase. You'll be in phase. <laughs> you'll be in phase. <laughs> You're definitely going to start great. seeing that uh, Zenith watch for sure. There you go. <laughs> Okay, now I'm I'm really intrigued. I'm going to uh, go back and watch this movie again because I. <laughs> it's just so good. I even got an astronaut tattoo, and I was gonna have the have Cooper on like the little astronaut name mm-hmm. logo, but the chick was like, "No, it was too small," and I was like, "Ah, damn it." Uh huh. Because that would have been cool. Okay, you brought up another one too. Yes, and this is like one of the reasons why I bought this watch in the first place. Is where is it? All is lost. Yes. With Robert Redford. The SKX. Yeah, oh, the SKX 009, I presume. When I bought it, the 009 wasn't available, so I had to buy the 007. So that's okay. That's all right though. But it's basically like he's. If I haven't seen it in really long time but I know that um, the whole movie's kind of like he gets lost at sea on his boat and I think he uses his SKX for like something ah oh, man I, I totally forgot I haven't seen it in a while but it's iconic everyone knows that that's the watch that you he know, wears in that movie I think it being a badass watch mm-hmm. is for the fact that Hey, they could have put a really expensive, very uh, high horology dive watch in this movie, and they True. chose not to. True. That makes it badass. I wonder if it was his own personal collection choice. I wonder. It's another. Okay, so that's another person I got to reach out to now. Robert. Robert. Get your tish back on this podcast. Yeah. We, we seriously. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's. 
Yeah. But perfect. And I mean, it is one of those watches that you would actually see somebody on the ocean wearing. Oh, of course, an SKX. Right? And that's no problem. Exactly. No, that's brilliant. Yes, definitely gives uh, a, a thumbs up for that. Um, then you had to. Yeah, what this this one's kind of bittersweet, I guess. The, oh, the, no. But it is a hugely badass watch. Oh, and um, of course. it's not often that I will uh, start talking about a PAM. I think this may have been a PAM 24. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, submersible. Submersible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was worn by the... Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Amazing. It, um, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the movie San Andreas, check it out. It's, 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 <laughs> it's a crazy, really good. I like fun, it. stupid, fun flick yeah. with lots of badass situations. And there is, you know, the Panerai in the middle of it mm-hmm. where he's flying helicopters, driving boats, diving, he's underwater, he's above the water. <laughs> he's doing he's, everything. <laughs> It's 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 like it it, it it yeah wow that that really is a badass watch oh, with a is. ton of wrist presence. You actually see the watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do. Yeah, while he's in the helicopter and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, and all of these watches that we're coming up with. Oh, you see them. You you actually really see them, not like new movies. And if you uh, listen to our last podcast, yep. you'd you'd actually get our I reference was, to this. I was about to say you can actually see a clear shot of each of these watches. I know that we're talking about it's, in the movie. So so. You know, as far as I'm concerned, San Andreas, yeah, it's a mindless uh, action flick. Like, turn your brain off. You've just you've just got to go and just absorb. Watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just let a few hours go by and and just be like, that was good. So over, oh, overly done by the end of the movie. You know, <laughs> overly stimulated. You, 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 it's like people don't do coke after that movie. No, just don't do they're that. like that, that was too enough. Much. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a ride within itself. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, it, it, the only reason why I'm bringing up these crazy things are after conversations with Andrew Oldham in, in the previous podcast, which uh, <laughs> talking about the Stones and all kinds of uh, drug use and and stuff like that comes to mind. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yes, no. When you're when you're overly stimulated already, yes, boys and girls, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't go watch might, San Andreas when you're on just, coke. <laughs> <laughs> might just be too much. <laughs> um, so, another movie that has truly a badass watch and um, is part of the Bond trilogy in a way that a watch really should be seen as being a bad-ass watch is Spectre. Mm -hmm. I still think that's the best watch for Daniel Craig's roles. Yes. I know. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, it it was so bad-ass that it took Blofeld's, half of Blofeld's face off. There you go. There you go. And I, I, you know what also is badass? The lollipop hand. The, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I think that's badass. You don't see lollipop hands anymore. No, right? Uh, someone was just like, let's just do away with it. But everyone loves it. I love it. 
it, it it's crazy you see it a lot in the movie mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of action in that movie it's bounced around it you know thrown it, it's thrown it's blown up yeah and yeah it's it's got ticks all the boxes for a badass watch literally you know that when you buy that watch you can be a badass oh yeah of course and then i'm like james bond is that you (laughs) (laughs) is that you james bond (laughs) yes it is but the ultimate of ultimate badass watches i think was worn by arnie himself Ah, yes. See, this is another movie I haven't seen in a very, very long time. Yep. Oh, Commando. I know. With his, uh, what is it? It's like, I don't know the original reference number. The Safani. Yeah, but everyone knows it as the Safani with the black. But you know, they did re-release this with two new colors that look absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the green and the... Like sand khaki. Oh my gosh. The sand khaki is amazing. It's, I think, I've been wanting that for so long. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I don't know why I haven't gotten it yet. But it's so beautiful. And again, another watch you can clearly see in the movie, and you're like, he's wearing that. You see, he wouldn't wear the sand colored one in that movie anyway. Nah. Even if it had have existed, because he dresses in black in that movie. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the black fits. It's black very fits. fitting. Yeah. But man, what a tank. That, that is a watch that can do anything. Oh, exactly. Especially yeah. with the uh, solar quartz now. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. What more do you want? Uh, unless there's an EMP. <laughs> then, I mean, <laughs> not every day you get into an EMP situation. <laughs> but I think all the other watches could withstand an EMP. Yes, yes. So, for that reason... I dropped this down one tiny half a notch on the badass watch Just scale. <laughs> You're dropping it a half, half a notch down because of the EMP? Because of the EMP situation oh, yeah, with this watch. <laughs> There's a very good argument there to be made that in San Andreas, the fault line gives. So, like... Yeah, but there's no EMP. Yeah, I know. But and the watch like, would still your work at the end gonna, of it. gonna be okay after a earthquake i put the earthquake on the i put the, not the earthquake on the ground i put the panerai on the well, ground well i think then for future movies the uh, panerai boys need to speak to the Bramont boys and they need to talk about uh, anti-vibration technology yeah you know what Bramont will show them how it's done they'll yeah. be like step over little children Yep, come over here to the uh, British Isles. <laughs> come over to the big boy playground. And uh, we'll show you yeah, exactly. what a badass watch is. <laughs> oh, man, you know what? <laughs> the Supermarine 2000. It's so nice. I know. It's such a, just like a, like a goddamn type of watch. It is. Yeah, it really is. The Rock should be wearing that watch. It would fit him so well. I know. So well. Yep. Or well, at least one of those watches from Vermont should be on mm-hmm. the next Bond. I uh, To be the next badass I think watch it makes sense In a to, movie. It makes sense, too. Oh, totally. Like, I'm sorry, Omega, but... Uh, Ooh, yes, please. Um, we didn't even get to see the Titanium uh, Seamaster, so honestly, who cares? But... 
So I think if you haven't wa- uh, watched, <laughs> if you haven't listened um, to our, our last podcast we just brought out, um, yeah, check check that out because we we really didn't see that bomb to watch. What do you mean we really didn't see? We really we did not see. Okay, we'll be more definitive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so those that that, that was our uh, our topic du jour, hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, talking about uh, badass watches. Um, I'm sure in in uh, Listenerville out there, they, people have got their own interpretations of badass watches. I think um, I think if people are going to comment on this, what we'd like to really see is a bad what what the watch is in a badass <laughs> movie. I have one. Yeah. Okay. The watch that Tom Cruise wears in Top Gun. The first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Porsche Design Chrono by... Yes. It's basically the the Sin 144. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a bad that ass, and yeah. especially if you've you've got time to actually pick up the limited edition version. Exactly. Of that that's yeah. that, that, <laughs> that, that that takes it to. You're uh, even a step cooler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, no, I quite agreed. But mm-hmm. I would love to hear from from people out there. Of course. That that think particular watches are their bad ass watch that they've seen in a movie. Of course, of course, yeah. Or, even better, Mm. what movie has actually influenced you to buy a watch? Now now that's a very interesting question. That's a very interesting question. What movie has influenced you to buy a watch? Shit. Has any movie done that to you? No, glasses. Sunglasses. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. I'm just like everything that Tom Ford puts on a movie screen. I'll take. Thank you very much. Um, I think the only for me it was the Purcells in um, Casino Royale. Ah, there you go. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't wait to go out and, and and figure out what they were. And I, yeah, I got them. I love the little accents on like the. Oh the yeah, sides. they're they're oh. just they're just crazy. Because you know it's very cool. Because. People know what they look those like. Those that know. Yeah, know, exactly. Right? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, I, that, those, those look very familiar. You'd be like, yes, mm-hmm. uh, I am James Bond, and I also wore them in all of the movies. I see. There we go. Yeah. So we want to hear this. We actually want to hear people actually reach out to us and say, hey, this is our thing. Yeah, we think be this. really cool. That'd be very Because, hey, maybe we haven't seen this in a movie. Maybe we want to actually see the movie or a TV show or whatever it was. Exactly. Just don't bring up uh, Bear grills and stuff like that. We want, we, we want to see a badass <laughs> movie. He wears a Vermont. I know he does, yeah. but everybody knows that, and it's not, it's not a movie. That's it's pretty just, cool. I'm just trying to think. I was just trying to think. I'm like, what other movie would like influence influence you to buy that watch? Ooh, I think I know. Uh, a, a cool one, I think, would be um, Doctor Strange. He has like a JLC oh. phase ultra thin master, whatever. That'd be cool. Yeah.
I don't know. I really want to hear from everyone else. Well, people, that's it. We're going to draw this to a close. Yes. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. Yeah. This has been brilliant. You guys are amazing. We'd love to hear from you. We've got more planned coming up in the next few podcasts. We're going to do a podcast with Haverston. Um, so you're going to be hearing about all their latest products, how they came to be. And we've got a few other surprising things coming up on the horizon. It'll be worth tuning in to listen to. Of course. But thank you, everybody, for listening to the Roldorf Cafe podcast. We love you, people. <laughs> and we can't wait to be here again to pod chat again. Wow, I like that too. Yeah. Okay, signing off from Jason and... Keen. Okay, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.